What If World is supported by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. What if kittens break the clock and Greetings, adventurers, and welcome back to Guilds and Goblins, the What If World show where your questions and ideas combine with our real-life-in-the-moment dice rolls to create off-the-cuff adventures. I'm Mr. Eric, your host, joined as always by our players. Yeah, I'm Lola Rabbit, I play Lolandra, I'm a werebunny nature mage. I'm Scully the Squid, I play Skull and Bones, a skeleton trickster. I'm ZZ Jamaloo, and I play Turtok, a turtle timekeeper. And I'm ZZ's little brother, Zack. But you might know my character, Zachamedes, the goblin egg chanter. Thank you, my fearless players. Now, we've still got a secret question from Silas that we didn't fully reveal last week, except for it involving a big bad wolf. But we also have one more question from a listener named Jane. Hi, my name is Jane, and my what if question is, what if cupcakes were alive? Jane, thank you so much for your questions. The land of Beren seems to be overrun with baked goods, and seeing as I'm rather hungry, we should jump straight into the adventure. Uh, Mr. Eric, shouldn't we do, like, a quick recap first? Uh, uh, thank you, Zizi. Yes, we should. Previously on Guilds and Goblins! We all escaped the trumpet of travel, but were then set upon by a bunch of unicars. As well as me, Turtok, the turtle. I'd been sent by the Underlows to help get everybody back to their guilds and bring the heroes of the Trumpet of Travel to meet the Underlows themselves. Of course, we didn't quite trust her talk, but she had a magical contract saying she'd do everything she could to help us reach the Underlows. So we climbed inside the turtle's shell, seeing that it was bigger on the inside. And then Turtok started flying them far, far away across Berend. Until we were set upon by some kind of giant space chicken that knocked us out of the sky. We crash-landed in the ocean and barely managed to swim to safety before passing out. But when the adventurers awoke... They found themselves staring down the snout of a large werewolf calling themselves the Big Bad Wolf. So let's jump back into our adventure and find out what if cupcakes were alive. The Big Bad Wolf drew closer and closer, their padded paw-like hands reaching towards you with long, sharp nails. Sorry, I laugh when I'm nervous said the big bad wolf. You look hurt. You want to come back to my place and rest up a bit? You're not going to eat us? Oh, that would be such a big bad wolf thing to do, wouldn't it? (laughs) I'm so ashamed of myself. But you're trying to help us and not eat us. But I'm a big bad wolf. (laughs) Pronouns he, they. And being bad is all I'm good at. So I'll probably mess up trying to help you. (laughs) Uh, okay, lead the way. It was nighttime, but the full moon shone brightly, 
and you four had no trouble following after the big bad wolf, though he offered to carry Skull and Bones, who was still a jumble of shipwrecked bones, seaweed, wood, rusty metal, and old pirate bandanas. Oh, sure, uh, I'll let them carry me. In the distance, you can see an opulent, well-lit mansion, reaching far above the tropical trees. But the big bad wolf is taking you in the opposite direction. Turtok wonders why you aren't taking us toward that town. Oh, sorry, Turtok. I'm too bad to live in that nice town. I just ruin everything and stink it up with my wet werewolf fur. But don't worry, I've got a perfectly dreadful hovel inside a cave miles away from town. Where I can't harm no one. Zagamedes is a little confused by all this. Does the big bad wolf seem dangerous to me? Uh, roll wonder, Zach. First roll of the game! Uh, that's a, a natural one. Your head's still swimming from the effort of getting everyone to shore. You have no idea whether or not you can trust him. Lolandra, since you have heightened bunny senses, I'd like you to make a learn roll. Yeah, okay? Nineteen. You've noticed the Big Bad Wolf has been carefully tiptoeing across the ground, and when you see them veer suddenly slightly to the left, you notice a tiny cupcake person standing in front of you, waving a lit birthday candle. Abok, you foul rabbit! Whoa, whoa, foul beast! I'm a bunny. We're like the cutest of all the beasts. There's nothing cute about a horrible cupcake-eating creature such as yourself. Excuse me? I only eat carrot cupcakes, and I would never eat a talking creature, thank you very much. The big bad wolf suddenly rushes over to you. I'm sorry, Master Gilus. Please ignore my were-friend. She must not realize how bad she is. Then bring her into town tomorrow and we'll have her sign the contract, legally stating for all that she is a foul beast and that she will do everything in her power to serve the Muffin people and their cupcake lords. Then we can all live together in peace. That doesn't sound like living together at all. Skullin's gonna rattle their bones spookily and say, Shoot, get out of here, you mean old cupcake. I don't want to listen to you anymore. The cupcake called Master Gilus leaps up with a start, nearly dropping their birthday candle torch before fleeing back toward the town. An enchanted skeleton, surely another big bad creature. I must tell the others, we must draw up new contracts. Oh no, said the big bad wolf. Why were you so rude to Master Gilus? We were rude. He was awful. He was right. All the little masters are right about me. And how do you know he's right? Well, because it's in writing. If it's in writing, it has to be right. That is not how writing works. Now they're gonna write you four up to... <laughs> you've been around this big bad wolf so long, you've all become bad yourselves. <laughs> That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Except for everything that came out of Gilus's mouth. Now we must hurry. You can only rest the night. Then I'll do me best to get you off the island. Before you're all the way bad like me. And the big bad wolf rushed off into the darkness, urging you all to follow. Before long, you find yourself at the perfectly dreadful hovel of the Big Bad Wolf. Everything was damp and mossy, and the furniture seemed to be made of old driftwood and salvage, tied together with strands of gluey seaweed. The werewolf starts cooking you all a big pot of seaweed stew, adding a variety of herbs and spices you've never seen, and making the run-down home of this wolf feel warm and welcoming. 
How is it that they've built a giant mansion while you sleep on a bed made of driftwood inside a mossy old cave? Well, I helped them collect all the good wood, but I'm a bad wolf, so this scrap's good enough for me. Okay, you need to stop telling yourself that. You know, people say a thing to you over and over and over, and sometimes it starts to sound true even if it isn't. No, 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 if you keep telling me I'm not bad, I may start to believe it. And what's wrong with that? Why don't you try some positive self-talk for a change? <laughs> but the werewolf just grumbled and shook his head, bending back over the seaweed stew. About an hour passes and you're all feeling tired and full of delicious stew as the big bad wolf starts to slink back out of the cave. Hey, where are you going? Uh, it's not safe for you to sleep next to someone so bad. I'm gonna head to the other end of the island to keep you all safe. Then I'll curl up for a nice nap, and I'll be fresh again tomorrow night. Lolandra steps in front of the entrance of the cave. This is your house, says Lolandra. Just let us know how we can help you, and maybe get you away from these muffin people. Don't worry, little critters. I'm happier being controlled by them. That way I know I won't hurt anybody. Did you hurt people before? Um, not sure, but I was a puppy. I can't remember much from those days. Well, puppies make mistakes. Turtok made many mistakes as a hatchling turtle. That is how she learned and grew. So just tell us how we can help you. No, the most bad thing you can do is break into the Muffin Mansion maze. The Muffin Mansion maze? It's where the magic contracts are held. Oh, I shouldn't be telling you that. I'm bad. I'm such a bad wolf. Turtok thinks it is very brave to accept the help of others. Oh, they've got traps and guardians everywhere. Never mind the space chicken. Yeah, what's up with that space chicken? Oh, I'm not supposed to talk about the space chicken. I've got to run away before I do anything else bad. I'll help you off the island tomorrow night. Just rest up, promise me. I don't want anything bad happening to you under my care. Yeah, we promise, we promise. And listen, if it'll make you more comfortable, then, you know, absolutely, you can go, of course. But the big bad wolf had already run off, leaving you with a warm, cozy fire burning and some leftover seaweed stew for later. You all wake up feeling very rested, and Skullin, overnight, all your shipwrecked material seems to have bonded with your bones. What? Now you can use driftwood, seaweed, old bandanas, and bits of metal when doing your skeleton shapeshifting. And you can give yourself feet again. Cool. I'll rearrange myself so I have feet that are made of bones and driftwood screwed together with some old metal. And the rest of my beat up and cracked bones will be wrapped up with seaweed and pirate bandanas. Lolandra, when you wake up, you see in the dirt on the cave floor, three perfect carrots have sprouted. One purple, one yellow, one orange, looking like they could have grown straight from the carrot forest of your homeland. Do I know what they do yet? Well, Lola Rabbit does, because you helped me come up with them. But maybe Lolandra isn't quite sure yet? Yeah, I'll tuck them away for later. And finally, Zack. It's late morning as you've all slept in quite a bit. And resting under the bright warm sun is a blue egg with purple spots that's as big as Zachamedes and twice as heavy. And, well, 
tell us about your invention. It's a metal oval designed to fit an egg, well, just this size. Aren't you the least bit curious where that egg came from? Well, I leveled up so I get a new egg power. Well, yeah, but it still has So the egg lays on its side, and then four legs sprout out from the metal frame. (laughs) And I climb up and ride my new helper named Egg Legs. And Egg Legs, your helper, opens up a compartment where you can put three of your enchanted eggs to power the machine. Oh, yeah, I drop three eggs in there and... It closes shut. You're gonna need a seatbelt if you wanna ride that thing all the time, though. Yeah, sitting on an egg isn't as comfortable as I expected. And Turtok, you have time to finish tinkering with your little pocket watch. And that's something you can try to use later. Yes, fair guild master. (laughs) You could just call me Eric. So what, we're heading into town, right? We gotta bust into this muffin mansion, find the werewolf's contract, and tear it up so they can't treat him like dirt anymore. Well, are you going to walk through the town in broad daylight? Try to sneak in somehow? Or maybe wait till nightfall and try to get help from the big bad wolf? Oh, he's just going to try to get us to leave. I think we have to do this while he's still asleep. I could fly, all of us, and land on top of the mansion as long as it's less than an hour's flight away. So rather than trudging through a dangerous jungle without a big bad wolf to scare all the other monsters away, you simply climb inside Turtok and let the helicopter whisk you away to the top of the Muffin Mansion. So luxurious! Yeah, we should have been flying this whole time. Oh, now that my potion fuel wore off, I can only do this for an hour a day. Well, we still got a half hour of flying left to get back, so it's perfect, as long as nothing goes seriously wrong. Why would you ever say something like that? All right, team, you've arrived at the mansion. You see that Turtok is too big for you to squeeze in through the chimney, but there is a high-up balcony that leads to a great door and a slightly smaller window. You could try to sneak in through either one. Mm, Well, let's drop down sneakily and investigate. Both the door and window are locked from the inside, and there's no mechanism or keyhole to unlock it from this side. So what do you do? Okay, I got a sneaky trickster idea. I'm gonna use some of my sticky seaweed and stick it to the glass. Then, Zachamedes, can you heat up one of your eggs so it's as hot as a laser and try to cut around the glass? Yeah, what should I roll? Roll Wonder Zach, but this is pretty precise work, so you'll have to roll kinda high. Right. 18 plus 3, 21! Zach, you heat up the tippity-top of one of your magic eggs until it's laser hot. And you manage to cut a perfectly precise hole out of the glass. And Skullin, once you've removed it with your sticky seaweed, it's a simple thing to crawl your hand in, unlock the window, and have everyone climb within. Now I need you to all roll dare to see how sneaky you are. At least two of you have to succeed, or else you're going to get noticed. Yeah, we can do that. Fourteen. Seventeen. Okay, you can stop there. That's enough. You're collectively sneaky enough and helping each other quietly go inside that no one seems to notice. You find yourself in an opulent meeting room with a very small but long table set with tiny beautifully carved chairs that look just big enough to fit a muffin-sized person. While the ceilings must feel cavernously large to these muffin people, Turtok, you kind of have to duck down to fit comfortably inside. Does it look like there are any contracts around? You think I'd make it that easy easy? There's always hoping. <laughs> well, no. The contracts aren't in this room. 
And when you step out into the hallway and close the door behind you, you realize the door wasn't made of wood, but long, soft panels of beautifully chocolatey brownies. But the seams of the door seem to melt away as the door turns into nothing more than a brownie wall. Uh, can I try to reach through it? This could have been our way out. It may look and smell and even feel like a brownie, but when you try to push your fingers and hand through, the brownie wall resists, becoming as hard as stone. Do we see any other doors? As you look down to the end of the hallway, it seems to suddenly turn and shift. And at the other end of the hallway, the brownie floors reshape themselves into steps headed down. I want to take out an egg light and hang it from Egg Leg's neck. Well, collar. I guess the egg doesn't really have a neck. You hang a warm glowing egg light from your new helper, and it swings back and forth like a lantern. Can I enchant the light to help reveal doors? As you try to enhance your enchantment, you feel the magic of this mansion pushing back against you. All wonder checks for this challenge will be team rolls, meaning two or more of you will have to use your turn and succeed on a wonder roll. Otherwise, your magic fails. Can I help even if I don't use magic? You are a talking skeleton, Skullin. <laughs> but yes, you don't need to be magical to help. You just need to be helpful. Alright, I'll take one of my lucky pirate doubloons and tie it to the egg with a little string. Well, you won't have to tie it because I'm gonna use my nature magic to make little vines hold it into place around the egg. I'll stand watch, as I'm still not sure if they trust me. Alright, Skull and Lone Landra and Zachamedes, give me a roll. Ooh, that's an eight. That's a fourteen. It's all down to me. That's a five. You're all concentrating together, trying to get your magic to work. And while it doesn't quite fizzle, your efforts are interrupted. As you hear a loud, strange noise behind you that interrupts your concentration. You look down at the floor and see what you thought was marble. is actually hardened cookie dough with swirls of chocolate. And up from that floor rises a doughy guardian. It looks like a large, muscly person made entirely of chocolate chip cookie, except that it's missing its head, and it starts stomping toward you. Ah, uh, can we outrun it? It does seem pretty slow, and it might not be a bad idea to get moving. Okay, we run downstairs away from the Guardian. You're fast enough to keep ahead of it, but just barely. It keeps reaching out to try to grab you, which might make it hard to focus in the future. I'll run ahead and start tapping on walls, seeing if any sound hollow and might lead to a room. Roller and Turtok. Nine plus one is ten. That's not going to cut it for this challenge. I was afraid you'd say that. You're inspecting a portrait of a royally dressed muffin person, replete with crown and cape. You think maybe it could be a secret passageway, but when you wiggle the frame, discs start shooting out of the walls all down the hallway. And by discs, of course, I mean stale muffin tops, hard as a fruitcake and twice as deadly. Who would throw away muffin tops? They're the best part. They're monsters. Wait, can I turn back my timepiece and try that roll again? Okay, ZZ, but try to let me know a little sooner next time before I spoil my trap surprise. Rolling again. 11 plus 1. You all feel a moment of confusion as all the discs seem to start moving backwards through the air into the wall. Turtok, with your knowledge of the future, you touch a different part of the portrait, and instead of triggering a trap, a secret door opens in front of you. 
You're all able to duck through just before the baked good guardian crashes into the wall one second too late as the secret door closes. And you find yourselves someplace new. What's on the other side of the secret door? Will our adventurers ever escape the Muffin Mansion maze? Can they free the big bad wolf from an even bigger, badder contract? I'm afraid we'll have to find out next week. Oh, I thought we'd finish this time. I know, I know, but we like to keep our stories short. And on the plus side, that means you're getting another new episode next week. The next story will be the end of our Guilds and Goblins block and the end of this particular adventure. Folks at home, our friend and producer, Miss Lynn, is also a world-class musical artist for children. And on Tuesday, June 7th at 2.30 p.m., she'll be putting on a live show in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina at the Chapin Memorial Library. I'll include a link to Miss Lynn's calendar in the show notes. And if you're in the area, please check it out and tell her Mr. Eric sent you. And hey, if you're looking to support the show, get ad-free episodes, a better chance of getting your question answered, and your very own shout-out. Check us out at patreon.com slash whatifworld. Speaking of meow-outs, I've got three to give this week. Wow, Jojo Fluffy Cat, you are popular. Obviously. Obviously? Ooh. It's a perfectly good pun. Anyway, the first meow-out is to Elijah Hawes. Age nine, Elijah has a brother called Albie, and they live in Brighton, England. Then there's Nolan Heim, who listens every night. Nolan is seven years old, really loves cats, and is from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Thanks, Nolan. Finally, there's Asa Mitten, age five, and his sister Naomi Mitten, age seven. Asa and Naomi are huge fans of the show, and of course, huge fans of me. Well, who wouldn't be? And I'd like to thank Karen O'Keefe, my co-creator, our producer, Miss Lynn, Craig Martinson for our theme song, and all you kids at home who know that how we're baked cannot tell us who we are. Figuring that out can be the wonderful adventure of a lifetime. And until we adventure again, keep wondering. <laughs>